Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and I am so excited that you have joined me once again, and I know that you know what I'm going to ask. Are you awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic? I sure hope so, because every Friday that I get to spend with all of you, it really does boost my energy. I have a lot of energy anyway, but being with you all just kind of triples that. So today, I want us to really take a pause because we are going to review, reflect, and renew. And we're going to do all of that together today on The Good Good Life because I really want to think about all of the different topics that I've been sharing with you, that you have so graciously been spending your time and listening to. Hopefully, you are just gaining so many new perspectives, lots of new skills, techniques, and questions to ask yourself so that you truly can enjoy this good, good life. I will tell you, I am a firm believer, you all know if you've been listening, that we need to keep things in front of us. We need reminders all of the time to really practice these new habits, to really um, put into play what we want to begin to do and to really create that momentum and keep that momentum going. And so what I was going to say is you all know that I believe maturity is definitely a lifelong process. So we are always growing. We are always maturing. Our brains are taking in new information all of the time. One thing I would tell you is a lazy brain is an aging brain, and we don't want lazy brains. We want to reconnect to everything that really did penetrate your heart over the last few weeks that we've been together. So what I decided to do, you all may have seen some of my LinkedIn and Facebook posts, but I said it last week, I wanted to take some questions from you all or just comments to address. And I really, really appreciate some of you reaching out. It was really, um, really great for me to see where you all are in your thought process as well. I love interacting with you all. So please always feel free to reach out to me at jan at goodgoodlife.com. But let's get into a little recap here because we're going to review, right? And we're going to reflect a lot today and hopefully re-engage and renew what you want to do. But first, I have to mention my guest last week, 
Dr. Vanita Kumar. I mean, wasn't she amazing? In fact, um, I've already talked to her and we may have to do a part two. I don't know. There was just so much to really dive deeper into with her. But I do want to touch on some of the key takeaways that she mentioned while we were together last week, because I just think it's really worth mentioning again, when we think about compassion, because something she said that really stood out to me, and I hope it did to all of you, is that when you are showing compassion, it is all about seeing someone for who they are or what they are going through. But I found it very interesting that she added something to that sentence. She said it's seeing them for who they are or what they're going through, even sometimes beyond the obvious. And in order to do that, we have to go into interactions, approach life every day, and really allow ourselves to feel what other people are going through. And so to really be present and allow ourselves to take that in. And in order to do that, we've got to really calm that chaos and shut out the noise that we often hear and be in that moment, whatever that moment is. So um, she also talked about really going into each encounter with that heart of service. You know, it is about feeling compelled to do something when you are showing compassion. And, you know, she mentioned that sometimes it's actually more difficult to receive the compassion than it is to actually give compassion. Because we feel like when others are compassionate towards us, that maybe we just haven't earned it. But I think compassion is a lot like kindness. We don't have to wait for someone to earn it, to offer it to them. And so she just shared so many amazing things in that show. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it to hear everything that she shared. She is such a calming force in my life and really in everyone's life that she enters. And you know, when you can stay calm in the storm, then you take the authority away from the storm and you empower yourself. And and people like Dr. Kumar, they help me do that. Um, I hope you have people in your life that help you do that. But I hope you are that person for someone else. Another main point that she made that um, I want to share before I get into my first question is that we've got to forgive yesterday because we really don't know what will happen tomorrow. But how can I be the best version of myself today? even better than I was yesterday. I thought that was so powerful when she said that it is a practice that she has intentionally worked on to forgive herself of yesterday 
and really try to be better every single day and remind herself of that heart of service and to approach every interaction that way. All right. I'm not going to completely, you know, redo the whole compassion show, but I just wanted to open up with all of that great positive energy from that show and hopefully let it renew and re-engage in your heart as you're listening today. So let me get into, because this is about you, um, I want to get into some questions. So what I did as I was fielding some of these questions is I wanted to see if there were some themes that were popping up in where you all are. So I've got a few questions that I'm going to address today because these questions were asked in different ways, but pretty much asking some very similar questions and concepts and thoughts. So here is the first one that I want to share with you. And it actually has a lot to do with the podcast that I shared with you all on Mindset Matters. So here is what someone wrote. A friend sent me the link to your show on Mindset. My friend knows I have struggled with a bad mindset and maybe some level of depression since 2020. I think we all know what 2020 brought. That was the onset of COVID. So my friend knows I've struggled with a bad mindset and maybe some level of depression since 2020. I seem to be easily irritated by the smallest things, and I don't really know why. I have talked with her several times about how to get out of this funk that seems to creep in from time to time. So the question is, what would you recommend as some steps that I could take? Now, To the person that asked this question, I want you to know, if you're listening, which I hope you are, that this has been a question that I have received a lot, Um, not just since this show began, but in my coaching career, in my leadership development career, there is a lot going on in the world. So the first thing I want to say is I'm very proud of you that you have the courage to ask this question and that you are talking about it. This funk that you can get in sometimes, that we can all get in sometimes. And particularly in these days and early in 2020, when there was so much isolation. So I'm very proud of everyone out there for really looking for help. And that is one thing I would recommend that you do is never be afraid to ask for help. You know, a mentor, a coach, a friend, a therapist, whatever you need, a preacher, uh, a life group leader, you know, you've got to have your support system. So I want to unpack this feeling of irritation that you shared that can slip into depression. So I want you to just stop and check in with yourself. Here is what I would recommend. When you check in with yourself, first of all, ask yourself what you've been doing for a really long time as far as your work or your personal life, and is it something that you enjoy? 
Now, look, we all uh, are grateful for our careers and our jobs, but there's always a part to it that maybe we don't enjoy as much as the other parts. So really move towards doing what you enjoy because that may be creating some of that irritation. It doesn't mean that you can't fulfill, you know, that you that you stop fulfilling your responsibilities, but you've got to leverage what you enjoy doing into the tasks that maybe you don't enjoy so much. So really think about where you've been when you check in with yourself, but also consider what or who is influencing you right now. You know, where are your influences? Because I think it's good to check in on that. You may not have the best influences in your life and it's a blind spot that you have. Are you comparing yourself to others? Are you trying to be someone that you really are not? That could cause a little angst and a little irritation. Um, Are you holding on to some unforgiveness? Has your pride held you back a little? You know, we don't, we don't need to have these big egos. Um, we really need to grant ourselves grace and give others grace. And we don't need to act like we've got it all figured out. And maybe that's something that you are putting out into the world. You want everybody to see your, your confidence and that's wonderful, but no one on this earth has all of the answers. So you can surrender that if that is something that you may um, notice is causing you some irritation. Um, Have you been feeling a little rejected? Or do you have some guilt that you're carrying? Do you feel like someone has betrayed you and you haven't faced these feelings? Are there some big changes going on in your life? And, And maybe you're feeling a little out of control. So if that kind of stuff is happening, you need to not focus on what you can't control, but start figuring out the small areas that you can influence. And the main place that we can start is our attitude towards all of it. So those are a few things that I would say consider and ask yourself and recommend that you start looking for ways to use what you do best. And those are your strengths and talents and don't compare yourself to others. You know, a lot of these feelings of irritation and a little angst, and like you mentioned in your question, um, it can go into depression. We've got to really think about our thoughts. And this was something I talked about a lot in that podcast. You know, those ants, those automatic negative thoughts, we got to get rid of those. Um, We don't want negative to be our norm. Because remember, where the mind goes, the man follows. So ask yourself that question that I mentioned before. Where are you right now as a result of how you've been thinking? Because this is what we want to consider when we start feeling those strong emotions that are negative emotions. And I I love your honesty about saying that you feel irritated over the smallest little things. And it sounds like to me that's a little out of character for you. So you're not really acting out who you are or who you want to be. So don't let that be your norm. 
you know, scripture really does talk about what we should think about when we talk about controlling our thoughts. And I just want to throw that one verse out there, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So think about where your gratitude is right now in your life. You know, we decide our victory or our defeat in our mind. It is our control tower. So I want to just quickly tell you those five questions I I said to ask yourself when you need to take that control over your thoughts. So number one, where will these thoughts lead me? Will these thoughts build me up or tear me down? That was number two. Number three, could I share these thoughts with someone else? I think this is really important for my listener that asked this question and for anyone out there that really is self-aware enough to know that, hey, I'm getting a little depressed. So ask yourself, could I share these thoughts with someone? If they're too deep and dark, then we have got to get that support that we need. And we've got to start changing our thought process. Get those ants out of our head, those automatic negative thoughts. That fourth question that I shared with you all, where did these thoughts originate? Are they from guilt? Are they from regret? Did someone else put them in our mind? And then the fifth question is, do these thoughts fit who I am as a person? And we are all children of God, and I want everyone to carry that identity with them. But who are you as a person? Also, your character, your values, spend time with yourself. So before we take our first break, um, I want to wrap up answering this question for this listener, because there were some strategies that I shared with nurturing the growth mindset, but I want to remind you really of two of those. One of them is to set your own pace. That comparison living, wherever other people are, and maybe you want to be there one day, that's okay if you don't get there at the same time that they did or even in the same way. So remember, you've got to set your own pace and work on developing your resilience. We learn from every setback. We learn from our mistakes. And we don't want to let the past rule over our present. Yes, there's so much opportunity to learn from the past, but we want to look forward. We do not want to let our mistakes or our fears cloud our judgment and diminish our courage. So start thinking about what your future looks like. What do you want it to look like? What steps can you take? In fact, here's a good place to end before we take our first break. I want you to think about one positive action that you can take 
that you know is going to have an impact on your life. Just one thing. It doesn't have to be anything big. Maybe it's just getting up earlier. Maybe it's going to bed earlier. Maybe it's just drinking more water because you know you're a little dehydrated. I mean, whatever it is, maybe it is a big goal, but you got to take the small steps. What is this one thing that you know is going to have a positive impact in your life? And I want you to do it. Some of the most dangerous words we can say is, I'll start tomorrow. No, we want to start now. So starting right now, we're going to take a very, very short break because I've got some more questions that I want to go over. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back taking your questions on The Good Good Life. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. I am loving answering your questions today, and I just so appreciate you sending them to me. So let's keep going, because like I said earlier, this show is all about renewal. This is about reflection and renewal and really getting into your hearts and what's on your mind. So... Here is another comment that I thought was really interesting and very um, thought-provoking. So 
So someone sent me this message that said, everything you closed with about kindness and what they're talking about are the ideas to spread kindness like confetti. Um, That is what this listener is referring to. So everything you closed with about kindness, I feel like I do that on a daily basis. It's just my nature. Not that I'm perfect, but it is something that I do practice. It's getting hard to always do that for others, but rarely have it reciprocated. I start to feel resentful to people, which I know isn't good. So let that wash over you for a minute because, and thank you, thank you, listener, for sharing this with me, because I believe that there are a lot of people that can feel this way. You know, it's it's interesting when it is your nature, and, you know, this is one of your natural talents. When it is instinctive to you to show kindness to everyone, to people you know and love, and to strangers, And then you never feel like you get it in return. And you feel a little depleted, like you are the one putting forth all of the effort. And I know you're not alone in that. And I want you to remember that it really doesn't matter what people have done, good or bad. If this is in your nature, You don't ever want to lose it. And for everyone out there that maybe it's not so natural to always focus on others, I'm going to remind you of some ways that you can actually build your own kind spirit. But this goes back to part of what the first question was all about, about our mindset and really building that resiliency and taking control of our thoughts. Because one thing that I really hope all of you listeners are tuning into and really tapping into is self-awareness. And I absolutely love this listener for being so self-aware that they know that they are a kind person. They know they're not perfect, but they also know that sometimes it would be nice if people would return the kindness. So where I'm going with this is we have to know who we are and we have to be strong and empowered in who we are. And when we do start feeling like I am putting all of this strength and positive energy into other people by being kind and encouraging And I am feeling a little depleted. I'm going to tell you, my wonderful listener out there that sent this comment to me, I just had this conversation myself with a dear friend of mine about how when you are the one that everyone kind of expects to be that upbeat, positive person, and you have your days where you're not so upbeat and positive, this is when we need that support group. And we need those friends. That's what I mean by a support group. Your friends, your family, you know, that one person that really knows you and gives you that unconditional love. Because I'm going to tell you, 
it is hard to show outward love to people and not expect it in return. I mean, there's a part of us that expects it in return. So I want you to keep in mind that not everyone has the instinct to reciprocate kindness, but it is something that can be nurtured for those who feel timid with showing outward kindness. I do want you to hear me loud and clear. This is a skill that can be learned and can be intentionally used, and we need it. The world needs it. So when you are the one that always shows kindness, but you need some of that, make sure that you've got those people that you can call, you can text, you can do whatever it is in that moment when you need it. Don't ignore it. Don't dismiss this feeling of I'm beginning to resent people because I don't feel like anyone else is showing me kindness. So find that person and really let them know what you're feeling because guess what? This person loves you. They're in your life for a reason and they are going to lift you back up so that you can get back to who you are. You won't feel as depleted. It's okay to ask, just like the first question. It is okay to ask. It is okay to talk about our feelings because when we mention our feelings, that is when we can manage our feelings. And so spreading kindness like confetti, it can be difficult. It's it's very similar to compassion. I mean, to me, kindness and compassion, they really hold hands. They are different, but they're so in alignment. You almost, you do need them both. So let me remind you, my courageous listener and everyone else that is tuning in, that there are ways that we can develop that kind spirit. So I want to run through those three ways. And guess what the first one is? It's lay aside all the attitudes that don't fit who you are. And remember, that's also a way that we control our thoughts. Do these thoughts really fit who I am? So you all are probably picking up on a theme here in these podcasts. I want you to know who you are. And if you haven't figured that out yet, then spend time with yourself. You all know that I am a strengths coach. So if you're ever interested in booking time with me, I am always willing to get that on the calendar and you can reach out to me, but you really need to know who you are so that you can lay those attitudes aside that don't fit you. And it sounds like this listener that sent that comment to me, they know who they are. They are a kind, encouraging, positive, really outgoing person. And so when you start feeling that depletion, then remember, you know what? It's okay. I'm called for kindness and I'm going to continue to do it because I am strong and confident enough in who I am that I know I'm impacting lives. And it's okay because I have other people that impact my life in other ways. So it kind of goes back to being grateful for the ones you do have in your life, 
but also standing firm in who you are. So that first way to develop that kind spirit is to lay aside the attitudes that aren't you. You know, those attitudes of resentment or criticism or judgment. We need to lay those aside. And then the second way that we can really develop that kind spirit. And even if you already have a kind spirit, I said this at the beginning, we need to keep things in front of us. We need reminders. We need gentle nudges because life, it gets crazy. We're running around. Remember in my very first podcast, how we can win this race of life. So We need to slow down sometimes and remind ourselves. The second way to develop that kind spirit is focus on the needs of others. Now, I know for the listener that wrote in, um, you're doing that already. So we really, when, when you're focusing on the needs of others, I want you to think about looking at everyone, not from a perspective of what they are doing for you, what they could do for you, or what they're not doing for you, right? And it sounds like there are a lot of people in your life that maybe are not as encouraging and and kind to you as you are to them. But can you look at people from that angle, that compassionate side of maybe what they're suffering? or what they have suffered. And maybe there's just something that holds them back a little. And your kindness can actually spark a fire in them. So number one way to really develop that kind spirit is to lay down the attitudes that don't fit who you are. That second way is to focus on the needs of others or continue to focus on the needs of others. And then the last way is to actually practice kindness. So for the listeners and for that one listener that sent that very wonderful comment and that honest, heartfelt remark, when you are practicing kindness, maybe for you, you come up with new ways to really Spark that energy and that kindness within you to really re-engage with who you are. Maybe you have been so busy in life that you haven't spent time with yourself in a while. You know, self-care, self-compassion, giving yourself that grace, forgiving yesterday and being your best self today, just like Dr. Kumar said. So continue to practice kindness, but maybe get creative with it, right? Because we really are equipped for opportunity, but we don't want those opportunities to pass. So those three ways again are lay aside attitudes that aren't you, Focus on the needs of others and then practice kindness, maybe in new and creative ways. So that acronym AFK, for any of those gamers out there, I think that means away from keyboard, but not today. It means attitude, focus, and kindness, all right? Um, So hopefully this is really helping with that whole feeling of 
a little depletion and a little resentment because you're the kind one. Um, and, and, you know, it really does remind me of something else that Dr. Kumar said when she said that she goes into every interaction with her patients. Now, she is a doctor. So, of course, her environment really is primarily patients, but she does this in her personal life, too. But she goes into every interaction in the light of, I would not have a role as a doctor if it were not for this person, this patient in front of me. And, you know, that really resonated with me because I thought, what if we all, in everything we do, our work and our personal life, what if we went into every interaction, every meeting, just Every time we're with people and we thought, you know what, I wouldn't have a role if it wasn't for that other person. Just let that wash over you for a minute. I mean, it's all about really being with other people and noticing what they need. And sometimes that's not so obvious. So really, it gives yourself such value and you are valuable. Every single one of us is so valuable. We are so loved. We are created in God's image. We are here to be light. And so when you look at yourself as, you know what, my role is to be with this person or those people in that moment. And I wouldn't have a role if it wasn't for them. So We've got to show that kindness and continue to practice that kindness. Um, you know, there's lots of scripture about this principle of kindness, but I love the one in Proverbs 3, 3, where it says, do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Write them on the tablet of your heart, that kindness. Don't ever lose it. Don't let other people have responsibility for your joy. You be strong in who you are, and you will be the light to others. It is amazing. I've said it before. It's amazing what happens when we do things for people and not to them. Remember, somebody along the way smiled you into smiling. They talked you into talking. They sung you into singing, and they loved you into loving. So I say continue to do that. Go and listen to some of those ideas from a previous podcast on spreading kindness like confetti. There were so many little things and big things that we can do. But what I really encourage everyone to do, and particularly this listener that wrote in, I want you to commit to your own list of ways that you are going to show kindness on a regular basis. Don't lose it. When you get tired, remember those ABCs of compassion fatigue. You definitely have to have that right attitude. Check in with yourself. Let your friends tell you and give you feedback when you're acting out of character but find your own balance, that blend I talked about, and then really connect with people. 
Do not let yourself get too isolated, all right? Everyone needs to keep acting as if what they do makes a difference because it does. All right. I think this is a great place to take a little break. We are coming right back. I've got another great question that I want to share with you all. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back in just a couple of minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys, to the victories on the mountaintops. Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back to The Good Good Life. I am so, so grateful that you have chosen to spend this time with me. Um, I really appreciate all of the listeners out there in the Janiverse, right? You didn't think that I would let one episode go by without mentioning that you are part of the Janiverse. And you know what? I love the questions coming into the Janiverse. So let's keep going with this um, because we only have a short amount of time left together today. So here is what the next listener sent me. I enjoyed your podcast on strengths. Well, thank you very much. And wanted to ask this question. 
My daughter is completing her sophomore year of college and has not declared a major. She tells me she doesn't really know what she wants to do, so I have told her she needs to figure it out before next fall. I'm curious to get your thoughts on how the strengths test you discussed might help her get some direction and purpose. Well, thank you so much for your question. And I am so thrilled that you enjoyed the strengths podcast because this is a real passion area for me personally. Um, but let me tell you first, I want you to understand that you are not alone. There are so many parents that really are trying to help guide their um, older children, adult children, college-age children, help them decide who they are and what path to take in life. So you're not alone in that. I hope you don't feel like you're alone in thinking that your daughter is the only one that hasn't figured out their major. It's hard to make these decisions at such a young age when you are trying to figure out your own career path and you're still figuring out who you are. So my easy, immediate answer to your question is yes, a resounding yes, the strengths assessment, the Gallup Clifton Strengths Assessment is such an incredible tool to help people connect to what they do well naturally. And when you know what you do well naturally, then you can start being very intentional with your own talents, and you become this stronger person, this more confident person, and you're really great at making decisions for your life, for your relationships, and just day-to-day -day living. But it really does start with the self-awareness that I've mentioned so many times. And you know, earlier when we were talking to um, the question that the first listener sent in to me about that feeling of irritation, getting a little depressed, you know, not really understanding where these feelings are coming from. I think that self-awareness and really recognizing that you have these feelings, that really is the first step to addressing them. But when you have self-awareness, and you know yourself, then you don't have to worry about who you are not. And so this strengths assessment really, really brings out in people what they sort of knew about themselves, but they had not taken notice of it. You know, I mean, self-awareness really is the first step to development. And how can we develop something if we don't know we have it? Because I mentioned in that podcast that you referred to that we miss our own talents. We miss them because they're so instinctive to us. They're so natural to us that we can't imagine other people aren't looking at things the same way that we are looking at them. So. It's so important to take an assessment like the strengths assessment and, and look at any age. I have coached people that are in high school. 
I have coached people in college, entering into college, and I have coached people around their strengths that are actually in their 70s um, and their 80s. I got to be honest. I, I have helped people connect to who they are. And I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Maturity and development is a lifelong process. I mean, I I don't ever really want to think that I have arrived because then I think there's nothing new to learn. So again, it goes back to that mindset and that attitude of, I want to be learning as long as I possibly can. Um, And so, yes, this can definitely help someone decide what path they want to study while they have that opportunity to go to school and really enhance their own talent. So we need to know what these talents are so that we can develop them. Because the more awareness we have, then we're going to actually realize we've got more opportunity to develop in those areas of natural talent. I will share a very quick story. Um, I was working with a young lady that was really in a very similar situation. She had actually declared a major and had actually finished her first year of school but and was doing well, but was not passionate about it, didn't feel connected. Like you did not see her light up when she talked about her courses in college. And so I gave her this strengths assessment. I spent a lot of time with her, helping her connect to who she was. And, you know, her decision was to follow this passion that had been inside of her that she really had never voiced to other people because all of her life, People had noticed some of her gifts. And so they were telling her, oh, you should study this. You should do that because you're good at this. And what's really interesting about our talents is really only we can say what we're drawn to. You know, I I gave those five clues to our talent that yearning, that flow, that ease of learning, and then those glimpses of excellence and that satisfaction. No one else knows those things but us. And so when she was listening to those around her, which she loved and respected, she ended up in a major that she didn't really enjoy. So after she really contemplated, connected to her inner strength, She changed her major. She's doing amazing. She's graduating with honors and she's going to go on and get her master's, possibly even a doctorate because she is so connected to her field of study now. So I hope that gives my listeners some encouragement that I highly recommend that people take this assessment no matter where you are in life. Because remember, I mentioned that our talents, they do serve as our filter. And we really need to know what they are. Yeah, we can start identifying them just from those clues I gave you. But when we really know who we are and when we work with a coach like myself, then it really broadens your mind about what you do well. So remember these talents, they really can, they describe us, they influence our choices but they also direct our actions and they help us understand why we are better at some things than others. So they really do serve 
as that great filter to our life. And, you know, when we know who we are, when we've got all of this self-awareness and when we can connect to our natural, innate, instinctive talents, then we start growing in our confidence, in our courage, in our ability to make good decisions. We start recognizing what relationships are really good and healthy for us and which ones maybe are not. And we know how to nurture positive relationships at work and in our personal life. I mean, all of these are benefits from knowing our talents and then living in those strength zones that I mentioned in that podcast. We start really recognizing the value that we bring to this world. We start knowing what roles are best for us. We also understand our own motivators. So I hope that that answers your question because for your daughter who is trying to figure out their major, and I love that you as the parent really want to help them and you're looking into different tools to use. But remember this, if we've been trying to warm ourselves in someone else's fire, we need to stop that and we need to build our own fire and really let the world see our spark and our strength because we were never meant to be like anyone else. And that is what our strengths can really help us understand. All right. So guess what, everyone? We are coming to the end of this show. And I have really loved hearing from you all. I hope I continue to hear from you all. You can always contact me by my email, jan at goodgoodlife.com. Don't forget that. And um, I have to tell you, you are going to want to join me next week. I have got an amazing guest, another amazing guest coming on. His name is Dr. Robert Smith Jr. He is a professor of Christian preaching and he is the Charles T. Carter Baptist Chair of Divinity at Beeson Divinity School. Now, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be moved and inspired by his heart of forgiveness and the journey that he has been on with that. So don't miss next week. Until then, I hope you all enjoy this good, good life and go out there and love living and live loving. I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.